because it was you today, I was like, I'm going to make a martini. So I'm having a martini. Um, you're the influence. Oh, I'm so glad. I feel like I'm not delivering on my brand. Normally, I'd have a mimosa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Curtain Call. My name is Tony Smith. Thank you so much for listening. Our guest today is a really good friend of mine. She's a writer. She's a comedian. She is a talent agent. Uh, please welcome to the show, Colleen Clays. Hi. Hi. Thanks. How are you? Good. I'm good. Good, yeah, good, good. good. Um, so how are things treating you, uh, you know, post-COVID-19? Oh, man. Um just the, I mean, I'm lucky enough to still have my job at the agency that I work at. Um, we have a team of six, and we're all working from home right now. Um, so we started working from home, I think, March 11th. Okay. And so, yeah, it's been good. Very lucky to still have my job and be working. It's definitely slowed down. But, um, yeah, just that balance of I'm not used to working from home. And so my entire career, no matter what my job has been, has been nine to five, like, in the office, like, sure, every sure. day. So that was just an adjustment. But... Now, I think I'm finally getting used to it. This is the first week. I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of feeling like this is more normal than when mm. we started working from home. But yeah, it's been good. I'm just trying to walk like two or three times a day. That helps me a lot. <laughs> Walking yeah, is sure. Therapy, so yeah, but I'm as good as I can be. Uh, and so you're up in Chicago. That's uh, a little different than the Indianapolis area. How are things, you know, up there? They seem a little more intense if you're watching the news. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know and that's how I think of New York. I have all these friends in New York and mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, like you think it's bad in Chicago. It's it seems a lot scarier in New York, but, yeah. um, yeah, I feel like people, I live in, um, like on the North side of Chicago. So like near Ridley field kind of, and I feel like people are still out and about with their kids. Like some people are starting to wear, um, face coverings more and more. I just started wearing one a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, see, so yeah, and people are responsible. Like most people will like, change course when walking so that you don't even walk past each other so like people are good. big smart. yeah for the most good part. <laughs> uh so you are a talent agent and you know just like everybody else the world kind of stopped on a dime um and if i'm not mistaken you were in the middle of pilot season how does yeah. that work for you um it's really interesting because um i met the agency it's my second pilot season with them mm -hmm. um so it's just funny because it's like I went into pilot season being like, oh, I'm more prepared. Like, I feel invigorated. Like, now this time around, I know what I'm doing. So it's still, like, nuts and bustling, but, like, exciting. And then just out of nowhere, like, I think it was probably the last week of pilot season. Just it was, like, everything changed overnight. So, yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to go from, like, boom, 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 nonstop working. Like, and we work pretty late during pilot season or compared to what we normally do. So sure. um, it just, like, really changed and... I think the first week or so, the industry was, like everyone, was just in shock. So there was just kind of nothing mm -hmm. happening except, like, cancellations of everything. Um, so Just for Laughs Comedy Festival is something I worked on that got canceled in Chicago, and they're doing self-tapes now instead of coming here to scout in Chicago. So, like, it was just, like, all these things, all these Second City people, um, mm -hmm. you know, just being laid off temporarily. It's just, like... Yeah, just a week of cancellations and then kind of a week of just shock and people not knowing how to proceed. And this, sure. These last two weeks, I feel, have, have been more 
of people finding constructive ways to virtually still try to continue business um, with self tapes and voiceover. Uh, voiceover has been a big thing um, that people can still do, you know, if they have decent recording mm. in their home. So um, and it occurs to me, I'm being a bad host, um, for people that don't know, what is pilot season? Oh, yeah. Pilot season is, um, I mean, people get pilots made all year round This uh, now. That used to not be the case. Um, but pilot season is the major time of the year. Um, it's about two to three months, about probably about two months, um, January through March-ish. Um, every year where networks... Uh, are casting for pilot. So, and the, the pilot episode of a TV series for anyone who doesn't know is kind of a trial run. Um, you have to sell, you already sold your pilot and they gave you the pilot episode and then you have to convince the, the network to keep your show going for an entire season with the pilot episode. Right. So it's casting for all those pilots. Um, and it's casting for things that we don't know if we'll get picked up or not, but it's still a big deal to get cast in a pilot. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still big business just to do the pilot. Yeah. The recognition and visibility you get from an opportunity like that is amazing. So, um, and you get decent money for even just one pilot episode too. So if you're an actor who is just starting out. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool, exciting time. And again, pilots get made year round now, but it's like the busiest time of year for TV. Sure. I mean, you know, accountants are busy all year round, but tax season is tax season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it, how are you moving forward with shows? Because I imagine that people are running out of their banks pretty soon. Um, people are running out of episodes that they've already made pretty soon. Um, yeah, I feel like no, to my knowledge, pretty much all the major pilots um, are on hold um, mm -hmm. and like haven't even been shot yet. Like most of them have been cast from my understanding, but have not shot yet. Um, okay. So I think the hope, I mean, this is just from what I know. I think the hope is just that whenever things get slowly back to normal, in quotes, right. um, that those will just get rescheduled. I think that's the hope. So, but so, I think so in the air. Do you expect delays in like summer and fall premieres then? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to change the schedule of everything. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my wife asked me, almost every week, like, hey, when's Succession gonna be back on? We watch Succession on HBO. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I don't, you know, typically <laughs> July, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know that Insecure is coming back April 12th, I'm really excited, this Sunday. Yes, this Sunday. That was a nice little TV moment where I was like, oh yeah, one of my favorite shows is coming back <laughs> during <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> right, because yeah. they, they had it canned before, the, before it, all, it all happened. Exactly, which is great. Um, so what are you watching? What are you doing? Um, you know, I consider you a pop culture expert uh, in my life. Um, what's going on? Well, um, I'll start with the hopes and fears part of it first. I thought I would read so much. <laughs> I love reading and I am a pretty, I'm reading every day normally. Mm -hmm. But something about this climate makes me not want to sit in silence and read a book. <laughs> like, sure. I, and I wish that weren't the case. I wish I could tell you I've like read 10 books already since it started, but I like can't even really get through a chapter right now. So I'm not reading as much as I want to, but watching tons of movies and tons of TV. Um, 
a lot of my social interactions have been like Zoom and FaceTime and stuff like that, but also sure. Netflix party. Have you done Netflix party? I have the Netflix party. I'm a huge fan because a lot of what my friends and I do when we get together, as you probably know, anyway, um, even when we can see each other in person, is just sit in a room and like make fun of a movie together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we've been doing a lot of that via Netflix party. So I've watched, and it's a lot of like older movies that are easy to reminisce about, but also make fun of as a group. So like Things last you can night have a conversation we, during. Yeah. So like last night we watched a Cinderella story. Um, we watched Can't Hardly Wait. We watched. Um, uh, center stage, which I had never seen, and it was truly awful. Very um, <laughs> <laughs> fun to make fun of. Um, and then in terms of TV, I'm watching. Uh, I was obviously I watched Tiger King. I watched it. In okay, like let's talk about let's talk about Tiger King because because <laughs> we can. This is not a show that I would ever watch if it weren't quarantine time. Same. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, That's a big the thing person. I hear a lot of backlash to this show recently about, like, um, you're ignoring the animal abuse. Mm. Um, this Did show was never about animal abuse. <laughs> no. 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 Um, it's just kind of like a byproduct of their lives. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's totally just uh, in the background. I mean, it's serious. I don't mean to make light of it. You should You should do whatever you can. But that's not what the show's about. It's not, there were a few times in it, because you do kind of forget about the animals, because it's so much about these crazy people, but there were some times when they showed, in particular, um, the main guy. Yeah, uh, Joe, yeah. Oh. Joe Exotic. Uh, why did I forget his name? Um, when they show him interacting with the tigers, and he's just abusing them, and it's like, oh, okay, that's tough to watch. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, you do kind of forget for the most part. Well, you don't root for anybody in that show. There's no one to root for. No. Except yeah. maybe, um, I, and it kills me, the, the employee that lost their arm. Oh, that? And also I was rooting for John, um, his oh. ex-husband. Oh, well, yeah. Ex-husband. Really. What a, what a, what a uh, oh, the ex-husband. I was about to say, what a tea sandwich of a man. Um, I, but I was thinking of Carol Baskin's uh, husband. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you feel for him, too. <laughs> you know, he seems fairly just a sensible guy in love. Um, what else? Okay, we'll get off Tiger King for those yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that haven't seen it. But um, I feel like Tiger King defines quarantine, so everyone should see it. <laughs> it kind of does. Well, it's this perfect storm, right, where... Um, because I feel like McMillions probably would have done the same thing had it had the right timing. But yeah, that still. it's good. Okay. It's good. It's no Tiger King. Um, <laughs> well, I won't compare it to Tiger King. Uh, but, you know, it's it's one of these outrageous documentaries um, that ha happened to occur at the same time that everybody needed to binge Netflix. Exactly. Um, it was really great timing. Um, I've also been watching on the reality TV show kick, um, Real Housewives of New York is back. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch the second episode tonight. Um but that's back. Uh, there's something about reality TV that I just want to like live. I just want to live other people's lives instead of mine or something. Like, okay. Uh, I've also been watching 90 Day Fiance on Hulu. Oh, um, I don't know that one. Which is just Jen, my friend Jen, introduced me to it a few months ago, and I kind of forgot about it. And then I was like, that would be maybe a good thing to watch right now. And it's just all these follows all these couples. It's a docu or 
not diet, I mean, reality TV show. They follow all these couples that basically got married because one person needed a green card. And so a few of them are actually in love and like actually want to be married. And most of them are like getting scammed or like in horrible marriages. So okay. uh, very fascinating. Um, um, and it, it just occurred to me, do you guys do any, do you have any experience casting in reality TV? How does that work? I don't. My coworker does. Um, she did it briefly when she lived in LA, but I have no idea because I've never done it. Like okay. occasionally we'll get a call being like, do you do this? And we're like, no, we have actual actors. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I'm fascinated um, in that whole world. Like, I love reality TV, so I don't know. I don't really know how it works on the industry side. <laughs> I So reality TV is something that, that um, I wouldn't say my wife loves, but like <laughs> likes way more than I do. I don't, I don't touch it. But yeah. like, it's just, it, <laughs> right now, there's no excuse to tell her no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because not only do we have all the time in the world, but she's a healthcare worker. So it's like, yeah, whatever you want to watch. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> and I think that's the right move. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. In terms of not reality TV, I'll say that I'm watching my comfort shows, what I call my comfort shows, which is mm -hmm. just basically re-binging things I've seen millions of times, but they make me happy. So like 30 Rock, I've seen it a million times, but I'm just re-binging again. Um, like Parks and Rec, The Office, those things. Just like they comfort me to just watch them again. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I find um, there's all this great content. We've never lived in a time with more content. Yeah. And here I am. I just, I told myself I wasn't going to do it, but I started Mad Men again. Oh, good idea. Yeah, but for like the sixth time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> No, I hear you. I don't need to do it. I know I get a little mad at myself sometimes. Um, so I'm like, I, you at least have to watch a reality TV show or something different. Because I'm like, there is other content out there that I'm just not watching. Of course. Um, although I did, the one new show I started that's not reality TV is, someone told me to watch um, Phoebe Waller, is it Waller's Bridges? Waller Bridges, yeah, uh, Fleabag. Uh, the, the, the woman who yes. famously did that. And, and her stage show of Fleabag is up on Amazon, right? Oh, yeah, and I saw that in the theater at Gene Siskel here, actually, and that was really cool. Oh. It's a really good, I recommend people watch that. I'm very jealous. But her, uh, it was great. Um, but her, I think, first TV show that she created and wrote and starred in is called uh, Crashing. It's on Netflix. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, so I noticed her on the, they, they smartly put her on, like, the cover photo. Oh, yeah. Of that. Um, I haven't seen it yet. You, are you watching it? Yeah, it's good. Um, it's only like seven episodes, very British. Um, mm -hmm. It'd be short and sweet, which I love. Um, I think I'm on episode five. It's really good. It's just about people squatting in London in this huge, like, kind of shared, what do you call it? It's like an apartment, but like you share bathrooms. It's kind of like a dorm, but like apartment. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, it's really just fun and like unique and irreverent like she is so i'm enjoying it i'd recommend it and is there anything um creative that you're working on during this time or have you not really had space to really start it yet i don't know if this counts as creative i guess it's more spiritual everything but... counts as creative <laughs> um, i just interviewed a person who <laughs> is just recreating the 94 95 pacer season on nba jam so please <laughs> i think i can maybe guess who that might be <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, I have right before this started 
I was learning tarot, how to read oh. tarot, um, doing tarot readings for myself. So once this started, I really, and I was already doing it every day for myself, but once this started, I started doing it more and reading more into it and mm -hmm. offering on Instagram like once a week or so. Sometimes it gets a little too much, so I have to taper it off. But once a week or so, I've been trying to offer, like if anyone wants like one tarot card reading, um, let me know. And like there was one week where like 40 people reached out and I did like 41 card tarot readings. Um, so, but it's been cool. It's a cool way to connect with people. And a lot of them are people I haven't seen or talked to in years and they want a tarot reading. Thank you so much for, for being with us, Aline. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day and, and we'll probably check back in with you to see what the, what the status of all of our favorite shows are. This has been Curtain Calls presented to you as always by Arts for Lawrence. Thanks so much, Colleen.